Am I amplifying the good or the bad in my life right now? Well, welcome everyone to another edition of the John Normal Leadership Podcast, bringing you content on the last Thursday of every month. If this content is helping you in any way, would you do me a favor, hit subscribe, share across your platform, your wider circles. The goal is as you lift the level of your leadership, others will rise around you. And we're also now uploading to IGTV. So if you're not following me on Instagram, check out John J. Norman. I really appreciate that too. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. So lots more ways to engage. Now, as leaders, one of the biggest challenges we face is leading from a place of strength and rest. I don't know about you, but 2020 has sapped a lot of energy for me, and I know it has for you. And I've talked in previous episodes about leading under pressure and how we wrongly assume that COVID-19 was a sprint, not an ultra marathon as it turned out to be. And as leaders, whether we're leading organizations, uh, football clubs, whether we're leading churches, many of us are tired, we feel worn out and we're trying to figure out what's happening around us. Uh, and we're the ones responsible for lifting everyone else. And so what happens is so often we lead on empty. And if I'm honest, from probably around June to August this year, this is where I was at as a leader. Uh, and you try and hide it from everyone, but the reality is people can see even when you try and hide. And I was leading on empty. So I just wanna share some thoughts today on leading on empty. And thankfully, I recognize this in myself and those closest to me. And I was blessed to be able to have a vacation. And I came back feeling really refreshed, replenished, topped up, really rare to go again. But here's what I realized is that we owe it to those around us to lead on a full tank. The decisions and choices that we make have a huge impact on those that we lead. And we cannot lead on empty. And some of you listening, watching right now, this is gonna be a really challenging session because you've bottomed out, you're leading on empty. And some of us, we are very good at recognizing it in others, but not so good at recognizing it in ourselves. Uh, imagine a cup is you. It's a picture of your life, your leadership. And the goal is to keep that cup full, full of liquid. But the challenge is life and problems and budgets and tasks and all the various challenges around us, it drains us and often we lead on empty. So I wanna just set some goals and talk about the what, the how, and the where of how we lead, how we lead with our cups full. Uh, so here, here, here's the three. Number one is this, what are my early indicators? This is really critical to recognizing where you're at. What are my early indicators? Now, um, all cars don't just run out of fuel. They have, or they give you an indication light. And as leaders, we need indicators, signals, that we're beginning to run out of fuel. Now, I'm gonna share, I'm gonna be really open and honest because I think that's what we need. Uh, I'm gonna share some of my early indicators. Now, I hope these early indicators will trigger uh, some thoughts around what your early indicators could be from leading uh, on empty or towards empty. My first indicator is this, I get irritable um, with people around me really quickly. Frustration creeps in more regularly and what I used to get over really quickly now takes a whole lot longer to get over. 
Um, I can be a little bit more blunt on emails. Uh, my tone might change in meetings. My productivity goes down. My schedule priority goes out of the window. And ultimately, all these things lead to poorer choices. So I might skip meal times. I might eat the wrong foods. I might skip my gym routine. And, you know, if I do not recognize my early indicators, the problem is I can end up leading on empty. And if you lead on empty for too long, it's catastrophic for you, your family, and those you lead. So the first question we have to ask ourselves is what are our early indicators? When you recognize them, it's so, so key. It's better that the fuel light comes on than you just grind to a halt. I know so many leaders from all different walks of life that are grinding to a halt right now, and it's simply because they did not recognize their what. What are their early indicators? Then question number two is, how are my daily reset strategies? Once we've recognized that we need to fill up, we have to understand what it takes to fill us up. Again, this is unique for every leader. Um, what replenishes me might actually deplete you. Let me give you an example. I love running, okay? I love putting my trainers on, um, going for a run, especially near water or the sea, and I feel really replenished, even if it's cold, even if it's raining. But I know some people, the thought of going for a run would just like deplete them straight away. So what works for me might not always work for you. But you need to know, and I need to know, what is my strategy to get filled up pretty quick? So this is personal for me. Again, I hope it triggers some, some for you as well. But these are four areas of my life that I have to reset for interior, I'm going to call them four interior empires of my life that I need to reset in order for me to lead full. And all of these are kind of interconnected every day. They're part of my daily disciplines, um, areas I need to replenish in and reset in. Now, I will just say this. I don't always get it right. I don't always hit all these targets, but I think it's better to have goals and miss them than not have goals and have nothing to aim for. So really, I'm going to call this my victory hour. This is kind of an hour of my day that I use to fill me up. The first thing I want to talk about is resetting my soul. I'm going to call it soul set. Now, I know some of you know that I lead Soul Church, so it's kind of playing off a bit of that. But this is where I focus not on Soul Church, but actually the, the spiritual side of my life. Now, I also understand that not everyone has a faith. So just bear with me. If you don't like this bit, you can fast forward it or skip it. So it's, it's, it's cool. But, you know, we place a lot of emphasis in life on our bodies, on our minds, uh, on, on, on those areas of well-being. And I think it's so important to do that. And I'm going to come on to that in a sec. But often we neglect our soul. Our soul is our spiritual being. You know, in the Bible, uh, constantly talks about even Jesus himself. Uh, he, 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 he replenished his soul. It says he left to the mountains to go and be with his father to pray. And I think for, for me, for my soul set, it is time reading my Bible, which gives me strength. It gives me direction for the day. But also, I, I talk to God in prayer. And here's the good news. You don't have to be a Christian to talk to God. You don't even have to believe in God to talk to him. Hey, why don't you give it a, ch a try? You can maybe recite the Lord's Prayer, maybe a prayer that you said at school, but something to take some time out to replenish your soul. And for me, as a, as a follower of Jesus, I reset my soul before I do anything else. My soul set. The second thing I reset is my heart. I'm going to call it my heart set. Okay, my heart set. Now we hear a lot about changing our mindsets and that's important, but I think changing your heart set is even more important as leaders. Uh, more in 
important than maybe clearing our heads is just cleaning our hearts. Now, let me unpack that a little bit more. Our heart set is our emotional selves. And this has the potential to leave us leading on empty like nothing else I'm going to talk about today. And so much we prioritize in maximizing our work, leading our others. But if our hearts are full of disappointment and discouragement, even maybe anger, uh, sadness, you know, and in this season of leading, we can we can very easily get something in our hearts that triggers uh, our emotions. And so daily, I made a decision as a as a young leader to reset my heart. How do you reset your heart? I'm glad you asked. I think you have to do it by asking some pretty gritty questions. Um, and one of the questions I ask, and I do this every single day without fail, is I ask, do I hold anything against anyone or anything? And if I do, this is what I found, if I hold anything against anyone, it depletes me. It takes my cup and it pulls it down. The second question I ask, the second gritty question to reset my heart is, am I amplifying the good or the bad in my life right now? You know, gratitude is the quickest way to reset your heart. I think we can all write a list right now of things that aren't going well in life and problems and challenges and people that are jumping up and down on our last nerve. I get it. Okay. We all work with people. We all have negative Nigel in the workplace and sad Sue. Sorry if you're Nigel or Sue. Um, but the reality is you can amplify the bad or you can amplify the good. I think as leaders, we've got to take time in our victory hour where we reset is to Think about those things that are going well in business, that are going well at work, that are going well in family, that are going well, rather than putting all our attention to the negatives. And I've seen so many great leaders around me in this season halt and lead on empty. And it's not because of a lack of gifting. It's not because of a lack of, uh, you know, things around them. It's because they haven't had a heart check. So I want us to really do some soul searching and ask myself, ask you, have I got anything in my heart towards anyone? The third, the third area on this reset is mindset. So we talked about soul set, we talked about heart set, but mindset. Committing to resetting my mind. Now, this, this is going to be very different for all of you. Some of you reset your mind by going to a quiet space in your house. Maybe the kids have gone to bed and just pulling out a book and you just love to reset your mind. For others, you like to hit golf balls on a on a on a course for for others uh you know you go for a run but you know it could be solitude a book whatever it is but i think we've got to take some time out just to reset our mind we live in such a crazy world and information is coming at us from every angle but solitude is is withdrawal i heard it said recently solitude is where you don't have to make anyone else happy so much of our lives are trying to Keep the kids happy, keep your spouse happy, keep your employees happy at work, keep the team happy in the in church, whatever it is. And but how often do we spend some time just resting? And every day we've got to make a fresh commitment with our minds. And some of those commitments we have to make before the challenges arrive that day. And every day I have to make a fresh commitment. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit my job. I'm not going to quit my the plan. I'm not going to quit the conversation. I'm not going to quit the issue. I'm just not going to quit. And as you plan that into your day, as you do this in your victory hour in the morning where you say, actually, I'm going to reset my mind. Whatever comes against me today, the organization, whatever comes against my business, I'm just making the decision. I'm not going to quit because there will be a, an opportunity today to quit. So you make that decision. 
You reset your soul, you reset your mind, you reset your heart. And the fourth thing is you reset your health, health set. Every day is dramatically better with exercise in it. Now, if you haven't exercised for a while, this isn't to make you feel guilty. Uh, this is just to kind of just whet your appetite again to get your trainers on or head in the gym, uh, going for a swim, whatever it is you like to do. But I think for me, you never, you know, being really bleak, you never accomplish great things in your organization or your business or your church if you're dead. Okay, so few things will replenish you and fill your cup like exercise. Exercise does three things for me. These are three things. This is why I like to exercise. Number one, it ignites my energy. I just feel energized. I just feel better. I never, by the way, I never feel better before I start, but I always feel better for the, for the rest of the day. The second thing exercise does is it dissolves my stress. I just feel like a lot less stressed once I go for a, I love to go for a 10K run. That's my goal every day. Uh, sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. And the third thing it does is it expands my joy. And I just feel better. I feel better with the people around me. And I also feel that with, with exercise, problems aren't so big in the day once you've exercised. So every day we've got to make this decision to reset our heart, our soul, our mind, and our health. And I think better awareness of these four areas will cause us ultimately as leaders to make better choices, which means we're lifting the level of our leadership. And if we're lifting the level of our leadership, what happens? Those around us will lift and rise with us. Third question is, who are my rapid replenishers? Who are my rapid replenishers? Here's some good news, okay? Getting the right people around you will cause you to fill your tank, to fill your cup. Being a lone range leader, and I know there's a lot of lone range leaders out there for a whole load of reasons, it has a sell by date. You won't last long, especially in a pandemic, trying to navigate this. We need climbing partners. You need me and I need you. That's why I'm so appreciative of having the opportunity to invest in you as a leader, invest in you as an organization. We need replenishers. We need climbing partners in this season. So I'm going to ask you, who do you come alive around? Who brings out the best in you? Who understands you? You know, we spend so much of our time as leaders trying to solve everyone else's problems. We get sucked dry. That's why we have to know who can fill us up. So I'm just going to talk about some of the ways that you can get the right people around you in this season. I think you need internal work replenishers, work replenishers. I want to encourage us to choose carefully who you fill your time with at work. Beware of tank drainers. Now, it doesn't mean you, you, you have to ignore tank drainers. You need people. People are going to come to you for solutions. People are going to come to you all the time for, for, for answers. But be aware you don't surround yourself all day with tank drainers. Plan your trickier meetings, your trickier appointments um, at the start of the day. So they're not draining you throughout the day, stealing that emotional energy uh, for, for your other meetings. External work replenishes. What about external family? And friendship replenishes. Get with your family and your friends, those ones who really believe in you, those ones who replenish you. So often we go to blue screen for replenishment, a movie or social media. We go to all the wrong places. You know what happens? It actually does the opposite. Often blue screen kind of depletes us rather than replenishes us. 
I think we owe it to those who follow us and to those we lead to lead well, to lead with our cups full. So every day we ask these three questions. What are my early indicators? How are my daily reset strategies? And who are my rapid replenishers? I hope this has helped you today. And uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being part of the John Norman Leadership Podcast. And I can't wait for you to join us for next time. God bless. I'd value your commitment by liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it, commenting on it, and sharing it with your teams. Remember, you are your only limit. And this podcast is to lift the level of your leadership. And as you rise, others will rise around you. 